Right, there's an interesting Rashi in next week's Parsha, Parsha's Yisro. We find in Perikhov Pasakimo, we find we find the Aseris Adibros. And Rashi, the first Rashi on the Pasuk, says an interesting idea. After going through three Pshatim in a certain area, Rashi raises the question, why does it say an Oloshan of Anochi Hashem Elokechash, or it says Sichem Eretz Yitzrayim? Why doesn't it say Anochi Hashem Elokechem? Hashem is talking to Klai Yisrael as a whole, not to individuals. It should be a plural language. It should be Why the singular language? So Rashi brings an interesting idea. Rashi says, That Moshe can have a defense for Klai Yisrael after the Chet Hegel. So that Moshe could say, Hashem, why are you angry at Klai Yisrael? You didn't command them, you commanded me, use the singular language. They thought you were talking to me, not to them. So, uh, so, so Rashi's quoting a Medrash in Kisisa, in the Medrash Mos Rabbah, Mem Gimel Hay. And it's at first glance a very puzzling Rashi. It's a very puzzling pshat. What, what's the Piskon Peg? Anybody really believe that Hashem was talking to Moshe Rabbeinu and not to Kla Yisrael? Is that really what they thought? Why they would have done it? Did that really have anything to do with anything? What's what's the shot in the rash? It's confusing Rashi. So the Maral and the Goraye he raises the question. He gives the Teretz Apider Hamachshava. But I found that Revelia Meir Bloch and the Shiure Das and Chela Gimel has a piece called Pischon Peh, and he says an answer Apider Hamoser. And so he says a pshat. We find an idea by Yaakov Avinu that when he was talking to Lavan and asking for Rachel. He says, you know, I want your daughter, I want Rachel, I want the youngest daughter. And Rashi points out he's saying qualifiers in his language because to say, in case, love in case you're going to try this game, I'm making it clear this way. In case you're trying that game, I'm making it clear that way. So the question is that Lovin knows what Yaakov wants already. If Lovin's going to play games, then what do all these languages help? So Rablach suggests the pshat is that when people have a morahat, when people have a pischon pet to twist words, then they're more comfortable so they're doing a shaker. I mean, person's more comfortable lying when they feel that they can at least say, oh, that's what's what it sounds like, it could be interpreted this way. The more of a bold-faced lie it is, the deeper level of a terrible meat of shaker a person has to have in order to be able to tell such a lie. So it shows a hashchas on a deeper level, and Lavan was at that tremendous level of shaker, but Yaakov was hoping that the more I take away Pischon Pez, the more of a mishakir the person has to be and all loving has to be in order to actually play this game with me. He says there's a similar idea why we find that Yaakov Avinu, when he goes to steal the brachas of Esav, Yitzchak says, are you, are you Esav? And he says, Ani Esav Becharecha. And Rashi says, he's saying, Ani Esav Becharecha. That you can interpret it sort of that I'm me and Esav is your Bechor. The cash, are you still saying a shaker? What are you accomplishing? So pshat is because the more of a bold-faced light is, the less there's a pischon pad, the more it's mechalka one's midos to say such a shaker. The more uh, it makes one into a real corrupt and distrustworthy individual. So Yaakov, as much as he can minimize the kilkel to his midos, that's what he was trying to do. So Rav Boch says, so over here is a similar idea. The idea of the pischon pad, the idea that at least there's some wiggle room here, there's some opening for the Bidas Harachim and Tukah. Meaning, the more clear-cut, if it's soup, the more clear-cut things are, the less there's room for the Bidas Harachim to come and challenge the Bidas Hadin, which would say to wipe out Klai Yisrael. 
The Medrash uses more of a language that Hashem says, give me a reason why I shouldn't bring the Midas Hadin upon them, and Moshe Rabbeinu responds in this way. So the Pshat is that there's this Pischon Peh, not that this is what Klai Yisrael feels, or this is just, not that this is really what Klai Yisrael felt or anything like that, but since there's some wiggle room, since there's this Pischon Peh, it provides the opportunity for there to be some room for the Midas Harachim to defend Klai Yisrael. That's how Rabbach wants to explain the Rashi. What hit me about this Rashi is just the idea that Klai Yisrael is in the middle of, we're in the middle of the Misa of the Azeris Adebros. This is the pinnacle of creation. This is what the world is all about. This is what it, this is what it is. This is the beginning of the Azeris Adebros. Hashem is fulfilling the purpose of creation by telling them, I'm Hashem, your God. And Hashem already, not only does Hashem foresee that there'll be a Chet HaEgel and chooses to, which we know was the undoing to an extent of some of the tremendous levels they reached at Matan Torah. It was one of the worst of eras in all history. We're still paying for it now. That not only is HaKadosh Baruch Hu give them the Torah, but Hashem gives them a Pischon Peh within the very Aseris Hadibros, I want to say the most important commandments, but the most basic Yidios of the most basics of Yiddishkeit. I'm Hashem who took you out and you can't have anybody else. Hashem is giving them a Pischon Peh for this tremendous, tremendous Chet to ensure the survival of Klai Yisrael in the future. So this is Hashem's tremendous love for Klai Yisrael, that, while, that even though Hashem foresees that tremendous avva that Klai Yisrael will do, Hashem provides them this, this way out at this, specific, at this very essential time. Tomer Devorah writes a similar idea. Tomer Devorah, in explaining the Yudgil Amidos that we say in Tashlech, he explains Mikhail Kamocha this way. Tomer Devorah writes that to be a Melech Elbon, to be a guy who, who is one who is a, a Melech Ov, as it's, as the Melachim call him, one who is able to handle insult. That he says, and anybody, Hashem, when a person sins against the Hashem is actually providing him the Shefaki Umo to continue existing. You know, even though a person's you, I mean, we know that there's an idea of mechadesh betuvu b'chayim tamed masayberachus that Hashem, not just that a person exists because Hashem created him, but Hashem is constantly providing, recreating the person and providing him with that life source to be able to continue existing. Hashem could stop a person from existing; he wipe him out in a moment. And so Hashem is sovel dechet. Not only that Hashem is sovel dechet, but Hashem gives him the ko, gives one the koach that they're using to do the chet while they're doing the chet, and he doesn't hold it back. Hashem should, could say to a person, you, you want to sin, do it on your own kochos, and your own abilities, not on mine. But Hashem actually gives the person the abilities and the life source that they're using to rebel against him at the time of the rebellion. And he says, you know, this is an elbow and a savonus that is uh, unable to imagine. And this is what we praise Hashem, that who else besides the Kodesh Baruch Hu could have such a midah of being willing to tolerate our rebelliousness. And that's a similar idea we find in the Sushik Parsha, even during the Sarsad Hashem is being Sova, the elbow of our future Chita Egel, and giving us the Pischon Peh that we'll need at that time. So we should be Zoychen, internalize the Kodesh Baruch's love for us, and Amir Hashem, take inspiration and be able to use it to go Mechayel Al